You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. Welcome, guys. Welcome to show number eight. I know two months we've been going with Adventures of a Sailor Girl, the radio show that's trying to make sure that you can be the adventurer wherever you are in terms of sailing. Now, 1st of June in the Southern Hemisphere, for those who might be joining us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's our first day of winter. Although it wasn't too chilly until this evening, we've been very, very spoilt with our warmest May ever on record here in Sydney, which has just been fantastic. Now, we have a massive show coming up this evening. I don't think there's any other word to describe it except for massive. We will be coming back after this next break with Mr. Howie Hamlin on his win at the 505 North American Championships, which is just fantastic. We will also be touching base with Mr. Jason Waterhouse, who's been going fantastically well at the GC32 of He's sailing with Sebastian Cole, and I managed to touch base with one of my favourite sailor girls, Stacey Jackson, after the dual transatlantic crossing, 14 SCA. Fantastic, 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 and I, you'll hear how excited I'm going to get in some of these interviews. It's just unbelievable what is happening for our sport at the moment. So thank you for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas, and I'm Adventures of a Sailor Girl. And on the line, we have Mr. Howie Hamlin. We've managed to catch up with him. He's in L.A. at the moment. How are you going? Uh, great, thanks. Had a good day of uh, work and surfing this morning. Oh, surfing. Excellent. It must still be warm over there. It's just starting to come into winter for us. Yeah, in the opposite here. In the opposite there. Excellent. I thought I would touch base because I've heard on the grapevine that you were very successful at the North American 505 Championships. Congratulations. Thanks, Nick. No problems at all. How was the championship? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, we, we sailed out of Santa Cruz, which is a favorite in the 505 class because of the big ocean swell and and big winds there, so it's really a fantastic place to sail. And must be magic on the 505. I've actually skipped a 505 myself very briefly, but it's almost the most fun that I've ever had on a boat, I have to say. Yeah, they're really terrific. You know, they, uh, I mean, I love eating foot skiffs, but they're fairly limited. You've got to sail them in flat water, whereas the 505 is, you know, really happy and everything from three knots to 30 knots and the bigger the waves and the more wind, the better. You know, they love the ocean, open ocean. And is that what's kept you coming back to the class, Howie? Um, I think it's a lot of things. I mean, yeah, the boat's just fantastic to sail in any velocity. Um, and there's good competition here on the West Coast and around the world. And you get to travel and see the world and race a great boat and you know it's just a real nice balance between boat handling uh tactics um boat speed and you know preparation so um it's just a wonderful boat it's just the complete package now you mentioned in their boat handling you're sailing with andy zinn at the moment how long have you guys been sailing together Probably five or six years now. Five or six years. Excellent. And, and how is that combination going? Are, are you thinking about heading to the Worlds this year? Yeah, he's doing the Worlds with me. He's done every Worlds except for one in the last five years or so. And, um, it, you know, Andy Andy actually sailed with Mike Martin and I in the early days when we were learning how to sail 18-foot skiffs. He only did probably, well, maybe one JJ, but he was our primary uh, forward hand the whole time we were learning, you know, 16 or 17 years ago. Wow, so it's a long time coming. And how important is it having that 
you know, that relationship with your crew. I mean, I, I think that, you know, teamwork is very important, especially on a boat like a 5 Yeah, just like an 18, yeah, it's, it's everything. It's really, really important. And um, I've always put a huge emphasis um, and uh, important level of importance and, and trust and confidence in the guys I sail with. I, you know, I completely rely on them for... And, you know, for all the tactical decisions, short range, and maybe I'll throw in my input on the big picture, but that's that's it. They're looking around and doing that, and I'm just trying to drive the boat, you know. Yeah, I remember you saying that to me. I, I met you when you were down here for the JJs this year, and, and you said that, you know, even on the 18, it's exactly the same, especially because you're, um, you're, you're not, uh, you know, exceptionally large. <laughs> Shall we put it that way? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Perfect 505 skipper size, but on the 18-footer, I mean, um, what what are the, the differences between sailing the 505 and, and the 18-footer, like mainly in your mind, besides the size and the, and obviously it's a skiff as opposed to a, a planing boat? Well, they're actually very different for me. Uh, in the 505, I have all the controls. I'm playing the main sheet. I have the high card, so it's physically much harder. Um, you know, in 18, I'm just hanging in the trapeze and steering. <laughs> Um, and, um, and in the 5.0, so I have all the controls led to me, um, you know, and in the 5.05, everything's adjustable, mast rate, yeah. trout tension, you know, mast ram, thing, outhaul, Cunningham, you know, center board, and all that stuff is, you know, accessible to me because I'm hiking, whereas the crew is out on the trapeze, so, um, they're they're quite different, you know. Yeah. I'm very both speed oriented. In the in the five or in the eighteen, you know, I'm just driving. I don't have any, uh, it, you know, any hands on any of the controls really. And the forward hand has all of that, so it's it's really different. It's it, it's so different. I mean, I've I've spent a bit of time sailing a four seventy, and I've I jumped into the five zero, and I think it's the only boat I've seen that actually has more controls than the four seventy. Yeah, it's yeah. They're a maze of lines because there's no limitations on what you can do with rigging so um so yeah basically everything's adjustable and it, it's it's a there's a lot on for sure i was helping a few of the 18 footers when they were getting ready for the jj's with their boat work and they were complaining about boat work and i said you have not seen boat work until you've had a 470 or a 50 there's a lot going on there for sure <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Indeed, <laughs> but so, and 18s are a lot of boat work. Yeah, they are a lot of boat work. It's unbelievable. Now, dare I ask you to pick a favourite between the 505 and the 18? No, they're both, <laughs> you know, fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's you like know the 18, there's... It's like trying to pick a favourite yeah. child. Yeah, I think so. I don't have any children, thank God, but uh, I think it would be something like that. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. So uh, so you're thinking about heading up to Kiel. That is where the World Championships will be. Have you sailed at Kiel before, Howie? Uh, only once, back in the early 80s. Excellent. It, it hasn't changed, I promise. It's still a mound of concrete. Yeah, and the house of concrete, and it's either hot and no wind or uh, and beautiful or cold and crummy and rainy and windy. Indeed. Do you have a preference for breeze strength, Howie, in the 505? Uh, not really. I think we're probably best off having a variety of conditions, actually, because we don't we don't have really an expertise. Although most would say we're fastest in light air. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's not really a speed thing in light air. It's more a concentration thing, and that 
and that probably is what spans across a variety of conditions as well, not only the light air, do you think? Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Well, I'll let you go because I know you're a very busy man, but I just wanted to touch base, firstly, to say congratulations, and um, and secondly, no worries, and secondly, to say good luck for the world, and maybe we'll catch base, touch base with you while you're um you're in Kiel, especially if it's um light and no wind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you're going you're gonna be there. No, I'm not going to be there, but I'll be touching base with some of the other Australian crews, hopefully. But I, I'll, hopefully I'll see you if you head back down here for the JJs again. Will you be around? Okay. Yeah. Oh, of course. And I, but I got to go to uh, Italy first, uh, Lake Garda for the 18 foot skiff Europeans at the end of this month. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and are you going to do? <laughs> you got a busy schedule. That that means you'll probably have to go to the Europeans and then you'll go up to Kiel. Far out. That's right. Yeah, I come home for a month and then go back to Kiel. Oh goodness, sounds awful, Howie. How do you handle it? <laughs> Oh, it's easy. It's fun. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't sound awful at all. But uh, uh, hopefully, we'll we'll touch base with you at some point. Are you doing any other eighteen foot stuff in Europe over the 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 northern? No, uh, just yeah, just uh, the Europeans at Lake Garda, and then actually, I, I'll fly straight from Kiel, Germany, to San Francisco for the eighteen regatta we have up there. Excellent. Oh, I can't wait to touch base on what will be happening there. San Francisco is a fantastic place to sail. Uh, will, the, will the chopper be up again this year, Howie? Absolutely. Excellent. We'll have to stand by for some photos, and I'll be sharing them on my Facebook page for sure. Thank you so much for catching up with me, and I hope you have a fantastic evening, I think it is, over there at LA. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. No worries at all. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and this is Sunset Radio. This is Nick Douglas. I'm Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and this is Sunset Radio. What a great interview with Howie. It was fantastic to catch up with him on everything that's going on. He's a very busy man, but he took the time out to catch up with me, which was just fantastic. And now I'm going to uh, swing. We've got so much on today. I think I'm just going to have to be doing interviews back to back to back. But I uh, I caught up with Jason Waterhouse in the early hours of this morning, about 2 a.m., when the DC32 racing was postponed. I... um, I, I missed a, a window to talk to him, and then I ended up getting him at about 2 a.m. this morning because he's asleep now, so I wouldn't have had a chance to catch up with him while the show was running. But he's sailing with Sebastian Cole, and they had two wins overnight, which is just fantastic. And I had to touch base with him, being you know, an Aussie, and I've, I've touched base with him quite a few times in the past. So, uh, yeah, a, a f- favourite of the show, let's say. So let's, let's have a little bit of a listen to that interview. All the way from Austria, we have Mr. Jason Waterhouse on the line. Jace, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Nick? I am very, very well. Now, I've, I've stayed up quite late just to get a chance to talk to you because you've got some exceptionally exciting stuff going on, don't you? Yeah, it's um, over here in Austria. We've got the um, the first event, the GC32 um, foiling catamarans at the moment. So uh, it's really exciting. Everyone's learning the boats, and these things are um, pretty out of control. So really enjoying the sailing. I can't believe it. You seem to just be in all of the happening spots recently. I mean, I'm, I've <laughs> spent a lot of time talking to you last year during the Youth America's Cup, and you're also campaigning in NACRA towards Rio. And now here you are at the GC32s, Jace. Far out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose, um, obviously, after the America's Cup, foiling has become very high profile, and particularly in catamaran. So I'm just exploring that sort of side of the sailing at the moment, um, both with this GC32 on the A-Class and just getting a bit used to it and enjoying it, the sailing a lot. You know, it's a new concept, the foiling, and 
um, the boat speed aspect is incredible. So, um, but yeah, just doing that alongside my Olympic campaign keeps me pretty busy. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that at all, but you are somebody who is very, um, how, how do we say, organised and determined. So I don't doubt that both campaigns will be done uh, brilliantly. Uh, so <laughs> how was how was the racing today? You're just fresh off the water, and that's why we're up so late. But um. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, the racing here is great. We've got um, a lot of the Oracle guys here, um, the two Aussies, um, Slingsby and Kyle, and also the Luna Rossler um, teams here as well. And today we had a really good day, actually, our best day so far. We had two races this morning and uh, two bullets um, out of oh. those two races. So, yeah, pretty tough. So it was a good day to uh, um, considering we're, we're a brand new team. We've never met each other before. And uh, um, Seb Cole, our skipper from France, he's he's really great sailor and, um, yeah, really happy with today's sailing. So looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that is so great to hear. Congratulations. I didn't know what your results were. They're probably not even on the web yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. You've been to him. <laughs> Excellent. I'll, I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll blast that out over social media at 2 a.m. in the morning. Everyone will know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a shame that um, the breeze just died this afternoon. We didn't get any more racing in because we're obviously on a roll. But, um, you know, plenty more to come tomorrow, I guess. Excellent. I'm sure you can carry that momentum through now. What is the team that you were sailing with, Jace, and how did that come about? Yeah, so it wasn't um, obviously doing my Olympic stuff. I'm just focusing on that at the moment. I had a, a week um, off in between um, separate events, and I just got a call to say, hey, you want to come foiling these um, these cats? And obviously I jumped at the opportunity, and um, I was, we're sailing with Seb, Sebastian Cole. He's, he st- um, skipped the French America's Cup team yeah. in 07. Great um, match racer and sailor, and, and also we've got um, a fresh fella um, on the bow, a Kiwi, um, which is quite funny, um, Nick, Nick Blackman, and also oh, one of the... I know Blackman, yeah. You know Blackman, yeah, he's a good bloke. Um, yeah, he is. And, um, and James Wazbowski, one of the Objective Australia boys, is on the boat as well, and we sort of just came together, and we knew that we weren't going to be, obviously, as um, schmick as the... Uh, the America's Cup teams who are here who have had plenty of time on the boat, but we just want to have a go and get get some experience and enjoy the racing, which we are. And, and maybe a little bit more hungry, though. Maybe not as experienced, but, but definitely keen to get out there and give it a go. What an awesome opportunity. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we had a garden, well, we had uh, the test trials for the boat um, in La Grande Motte, and we drove down there and did the trials with the new foils, and we kind of hooked instantly, so we've been jumping at the chance to get back on it. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. And so you're at Austria for the next few days, and are you going to do another GC32 event? Does it fit with the NACRA, the next one? Mm, it's pretty busy schedule. Um, and my ultimate goal, both Lisa and I, we really want to do um, a really well our peak performances at Santander, the ISAF Youth. Sorry, the ISAF World Championships um, in Santander. So pretty all systems go. But I'm off to um, Poland to do some A-class sailing on the Exploder, um, the oh. foiling catamaran. And then the uh, the Europeans and France is on, on those, and the back straight onto the Olympic circuit. So no rest for the wicked here, unfortunately. Yeah. But really, man, it's a life of a sailor, and I'm loving it. So I yeah. can't complain at all. And and all the, and and cats and cats and cats, which is what you love. You grew up sailing cats, so I mean, it, you must feel exceptionally lucky that it seems to be the fashion at the moment to have, you know, to be sailing cats. Yeah, I suppose that goes back to my folks, you know. Um, both really good cat sailors and putting me straight into the cat when I was really, really young. So um, you kind of hooked. Like, why would you – if you're going to go somewhere, why wouldn't you go fast? So that's why I start cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Now, that's really cool. Now, um, the, the NACRA, what, what's up next for that? I think you've just finished up at Maidenblick, if my memory mm-hmm, serves yeah. me correctly. Yes. 
yeah, Men in Bleak was our um, the sort of first, the end of our first sort of tour over in Europe. Um, Lisa's gone back home to recover and um, just get uh, her physical aspect as a crew um, on track. And I'm staying over in Europe just to gather, gather some more um, fleet racing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next event for us is the Europeans in early July in um, Le Grand Mont in France and looking to semi-peak there because that's the last event before the Santander yeah, World. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. But we have a really great um, new coach now, Andrew Landenberger. is a squad coach and he's just bringing wow. a whole new level to... Yeah, the Aussie from Grafton, the old farmer. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, same against people like Bundy and Darren um, and Ewan and Lucinda and James and Pip. We have a really strong, tight squad and we're developing our skills really quickly. So um, I'm sure there's good things to come out of that. Oh, no doubt at all. I've, I've touched base with Nina quite a few times after each regatta. She's a regular on the show. And it's fantastic to hear how the NACRA squad is going. There's an immense amount of talent available to you all. It must be fantastic. Yeah, it is. You know, the only guy we're really missing is Glenn Ashby at the moment. And obviously, he's quite busy with his America, um, America's Cup stuff. But um, we're really working well together. And the boats themselves, as a new class, there's so much to learn about them. And, you know, it was a bit of a shock. You know, we all rocked up to Palmer. And um, a lot of things have changed. The Europeans have been working hard over the winter. And we just adjusted to that. And slowly, now, it's just um, really capitalizing on what we're learning these last few months. Yeah, it must be must be amazing. Now, the question that I think everybody is probably going to be asking now that uh, you're on the NACRA, you've done the Youth Americas Cup, you're now on the GC32s, have you had a call-up yet to do something with Team Australia as yet? <laughs> um, n- not quite, I suppose. Right, right now I'm really just focusing on my Olympic Games. Um, that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day yeah. um, for myself. And it has been since I was, you know, um, 10 years old and watching you know, the gold medalists come in and out of Australia. Um, but, you know, in saying that as well, the opportunity, if it jumped at, at me, I definitely would be on it. But um, until I get a, a serious a- approach, I suppose, from a team, then I'm just going to keep sailing as fast as I can and, and do the best I can in all my aspects of sailing. So at the moment, not, nothing happening really there and I uh, just really enjoy my saying at the moment awesome awesome to hear sorry I had to ask the question because I know that I know that it, uh, it it seems like the logical step for you given that the the cats are uh, uh, are the thing at the moment shall we say but, yeah. but all credit to you I think it's uh, you're definitely somebody who likes to tick their boxes and um, and, and good luck to you with with your Olympic campaign and ticking that box because who knows what's in in front of you uh, given all yeah, the opportunities <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's great to be here and, and to see, you know, the America's Cup progression into the cats and the foiling. And I think it's really exciting for the sport and for you, sales for myself, you know, the, the um, really the athletic um, athleticism that's needed on these boats is really crucial now. And I think it's... Um, it's sort of a pathway for now um, you sailors to be able to get into the America's Cup at a young age. Um, I think it's really exciting. And a lot of guys here um, chatting with... Um, the other teams, it, it, lots of young guys on the boats working really hard and having a big role in the cup, um, their cup campaign. So I wouldn't be surprised if the t- Team Australia went that way as well. Yeah, awesome. It seems, it seems natural and, and the passion and the drive that often youth sailors have, is, it just adds another element, I think. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, it's um, a pretty high-quality pool of Australians in, sa- in Australia, so um, they've got plenty of um, talent to choose from, um, the, the, that Australian syndicate, and I'm sure 
you know, whoever they do pick for whatever roles, it'll be a great team. And I'm really looking forward to supporting them the whole way, either way, whether I'm on that on the syndicate or not. So wishing them the best of luck, that's for sure. Oh, that's amazing. We all are wishing them luck, but I'm wishing you luck and Lisa as well. I hope everything goes well for your campaign going forward. Hopefully we'll touch base with you soon. But well done so far at the G32s. I'm, I'm going to have to get up at this time tomorrow just to check how your results are going. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we get a bit more. I heard there's some more sunshine coming, which is exciting, and hopefully a bit more breeze. Or we can pop up onto the foils. But, yeah, it should be good fun to race tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Oh, so fantastic. Thank you so much, Jace, for touching base with us. That was Jason Waterhouse from Austria at the GC32 event. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and oh, we've managed to catch Stacey Jackson after one of her transatlantic crossings. We've, we've got to catch up with her when we can. How are you, Stacey? Uh, hi, I'm good. I'm, I'm well. I'm well. It's a, little, it's a little late here in Spain, but I'm well. And I'm probably a little excited for, <laughs> for how you're feeling after two massive, massive... Oh. I guess, test runs, but one of them was also a race, I think, Stace. Yeah, so um, the, the last five weeks is, um, has flown by, to be honest. Uh, we, it, we have done 28 days of sailing um, within the five weeks, um, in two, it, which involved two Atlantic crossings, um, each 14 days long, um, with a total of 6,000 miles. My goodness, I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> but it looks like all went well for you guys. Some other teams had a few little struggles, uh, maybe not so little, but you guys, it, it looked like everything was going well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, our th first trip from, from um, our home base, which is Lanzarote in the Canary Islands, um, just off the coast of Africa, we, we left there um, and, and did a southern route to Newport, which is a, is a longer distance than necessary, but we did it in order to do some weather research for what becomes the end of uh, the Brazil to America leg. Um, uh, but in doing this, we passed our qualifying leg, um, which qualifies us, and we're the first team to do so to enter the Volvo Ocean Race. So that, that was a massive milestone for us. And, um, and for Volvo Ocean Race itself, um, we're, you know, we're the first team to successfully do a crossing with the boat and, and, um, and everything well. It was, it was um, everything we could have hoped for. And I can, I can hear the smile in your voice just there um, when, when you're describing that you guys are the first to do it because there has been a bit of scepticism. For those who might know you're involved with Team SCA, it's an all-female crew, which is just fantastic. And a lot of people didn't know whether you'd be able to do it, but... Now you're the first to qualify. How does that feel? Um, you know, it's awesome. It, and and uh, the feeling that we had on board and everyone gave us when we arrived to Newport is um, perhaps, yeah, there, at the start, perhaps there were people who were doubting us. But uh, every day I think we're winning people over um, as we tick little achievements off and pass milestones. And, and for, yeah, for us to, 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 to make that hurdle, I think... Um, and to do it first is hopefully uh, is a sign of things to come. <laughs> Definitely. We're all following on, on your way. We can't help but follow the, the pictures and everything that's coming through on social media, and that's how we have to have to stay in touch. Uh, just fantastic. The, I, I mean, the, the boat looks great. You guys all look like you're working well together. Uh, how, does it, how does it feel to be a part of that team, the, the first all-female team? Um, to be to be involved with TVSCA is you know it's if anyone who's ever known me it's it's something I've wanted to do for, for over half my life now um, and 
and to be to finally be here, it's it, it, you know you just occasionally just got to keep pinching yourself and realizing that, that this is actually happening. Um, uh, I yes, I am going to sail around the world on a pink boat. <laughs> That's <a mess. laughs> not 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 really your you color. <laughs> it's not so good. Um, uh, I can't believe we're about to say this on radio, but it is growing on me. <laughs> oh my goodness, Stacey Jackson, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I've, I've known you for yeah. I've I've known you for a while, and it's definitely been your dream for as long as I've known you. Not that you're not talented at doing other types of sailing, but I think offshore sailing, especially, sort of stole your heart a little while ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and probably what I didn't realise until the until the last few years that everything I've done in my career has has been a step towards doing um, a campaign like this. Um, you know, I've always loved the big boat sailing and the offshore sailing and, um, you know, I'm, I'm trained as a sailmaker, so I'm bringing that skill to the boat um, and, you know, and, and working on boats for the more recent years is all um, helpful for myself and, and being part of a team like and also potentially your level of professionalism. I mean, I've sailed with you, and I know a number of people that have sailed with you. You you were the crew boss for the awesome yacht Blackjack, and I used to catch up with you a lot when you were doing that. Now, I think this this team definitely appears to be taking everything and, and every um, every step that they can to, you know, I mean, do it the right way and be really professional about their, what, what they're doing. And I guess you, you would fit in so well there. Um, you, you were very polite by saying I'm very particular. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing, Stace. And like I, I'm sure the, my experiences I've had leading into this have definitely been um, been helpful to join a team like this. And 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 yeah, we we are kind of, um, so, um, at the same professional level as as uh, any other team in this race. Um, uh, you know, colour of our boat or the lens of our hair aside, you know, we, we're trying to match them in every level. Um, so, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to yeah to work at, at at some great levels between some of the best boats in Australia, and um, to be able to bring what I've learned from there to here, I, I am I am really lucky. Dean, I mean you've I mean you for those who don't know, you've campaigned for an Olympics, you've you've taken you've done everything at the top level of of offshore racing as well already previously to this, and now. I guess the Volvo is taking it to another level again. What sort of things are the team doing to prepare yourselves for this? I mean, the race of a lifetime, really. Um, yeah, sure. Like we, we have um, our preparation into the race is 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 amazing. It's it's um, it, it blows me away every day. Uh, what we we're doing our everything from our physical fitness um, preparation. Um, you know, like we, you know, we're in the gym every day. Uh, we've got the the best medical staff and physio team working with us. Um, our shore team are amazing, and I and, and it's really credit to them with everything that we can do uh, and um, and are able to do with their support. So um, yeah, from from every service we possibly need to 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 getting on. With them. you know, the, for me, the best women in the world to sail with is is, is a real honour and a privilege. Um, so when you put it all together, there's it's just amazing, amazing the opportunity that we've been given. Oh, it, it's it's just um, it, I uh, I'm a bit speechless, which is not ideal for radio, but I mean, it's it's great to, <laughs> it's great to see everything that's going on. And I mean, I I know myself a few of the females that are involved with with the sailing, and and you're right, it is such a great collection and of of talent 
you know, varied, brilliant going forward, and, and now I'm getting excited again. Um, but, I mean, what's next? So you've just done the, the two transatlantic crossings, and I'm not going to ask what's next after the Volvo, because the Volvo's going <laughs> to take up most of your life for the next little while, but what's next for Team SCA? Um, yeah, so we're, so we're, we're just right back, um, literally uh, yesterday, I think. Oh, my um, goodness. And, and we... Uh, so we're, we're, you know, just in a little wind-down mode. We're just doing some light exercises and lots of debriefing with our team to, you know, to really gain what we can out of our, out of our crossings. Mm. Um, we get some holidays. <laughs> and then, um, and then we're, we're back into it in, uh, in June. We have, um, some more at our home base in Lanzarote. In, uh, in July, we're going to participate in a race um, which will hopefully have um, another three Volvo 65s, um, it, which is a circumnavigation of the Canary Islands, which is about 800 miles. Oh, wow. Um, from there, we'll head up to the UK, uh, um, where we'll do the round Britain and Ireland race. Uh, which awesome. will be another good test, which should have the entire fleet of the Volvo race in it. Um, which will be another great, uh, you know, another sort of to touch base and see see where we are and how we're how we're standing against the other teams. Definitely. And then from there we head down to Alicante, which is the the home, the starting port for the race, where we um where we set up base there until the race starts, which which is early early October. So um I I can only imagine the the rest of this year is just going to fly by before the race starts. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm I'm getting excited on you, but <laughs> it must be amazing. <laughs> it, it is it is really cool. Actually, we had, a, we had a really fun moment when we arrived to Newport. Um, the the kind people of Newport, Rhode Island, um, it was must have been about 10 p.m. local time on a Wednesday Wednesday night. Yeah, a very cold Wednesday night. <laughs> it would have been half a dozen boats, spectator boats, came out to welcome us in. And there would have been a hundred people on the dock when we arrived. Oh, you're kidding! Uh, and for us, you know, really it was delivery. Yeah. Um, but for everyone to get behind us and support us like that, uh, all we could think was, oh my gosh, how cool is this going to be when we're actually doing it in the race? So those sort of moments really, really give you the like the the motivation to go a bit harder in the gym or train a bit harder on the water and things like this. Oh, it's really, really exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm speechless. I'm just so excited for you, Stace. It's just brilliant. But I am. Um, I... It is really, uh, it is really a, a really like I'm speechless too. To be honest, it's every day you just got to keep believing that this is actually happening. Oh, it, it is, and I, I can believe it when I when I see it happening. But I can't wait for that that race to kick off as well, Stace. I, yeah, there's going to be so many people behind you. It's brilliant. Yeah, and you know, it's it's amazing how many people think they're secretly contacting me asking. Oh, I think I could get a pink T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of them are males. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah, all those people that didn't like pink either, they're coming around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 it's just the point you they say, but secretly they just want a pink T-shirt. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, the, the Volvo is something that so many people involved with sailing want to do. And here you are, you're living it. Not only are you living it, your team is doing fantastically well. I mean, you guys, you finished off your, your run and you're saying that you're going to go forward and do a few races with some others. There have been teams that have dropped out. I mean, Hugo Boss dropped their rig. I mean, and 
and he, here are you guys, the, the underdogs, and so everyone loves to get behind the underdogs as well. Not that you should be pegged as the underdogs, because you're all exceptionally talented women, um, and you're doing so well. So it's just, it's so easy to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's, um, it, it's, it's going to be a special moment to see just, just how many people really are following us and supporting us in this, and, you know, and it's, it really does. It does help, and I'm sure there's going to be times where that's what we really need is is to know that people are behind us, and and uh, and we're certainly we're going to do our best. We um, we have nothing to lose, everything to gain from this experience. So, um, you know, like to go out there and just give it all is is it's just it's so exciting. I you know I can't can't wait for it to start. Oh, it's, it is unbelievable. And don't you worry, we'll be behind you. And all of Australia's behind you too. Well, everybody that knows you. And there'll be more that don't know you soon as well. Don't worry. But thank you so much for taking the time to touch base with us when you've only been on land for, what, less than 24 hours? <laughs> Speaking to an Aussie accent. So uh, any anytime I can uh, drop a line, let me know. <laughs> no worries. We, we definitely want to touch base. But enjoy your holidays as well, Stace. I will. I will. Good bit of rest coming. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was Stacey Jackson of Team SCA. Lovely to catch up with her. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and you're listening to Sunset Radio. Yes, if a bit of Akadaka doesn't get you going on a Sunday night, I don't know what will. My name's Nick Douglas. If you've just joined us, you've joined us right at the end of the show. Oh, as, as per usual, I think we've run a little bit over time, but it's not surprising given that we've touched base with some fantastic people over this hour. Uh, Jace Waterhouse from Austria for the GC32s. Howie Hamlin from LA catching up on his North American 505 win and also everything that he's got coming up, a very busy man. And Miss Stacey Jackson, who is part of the bow team for Team SCA, we caught up with her. The signal was not fantastic because she's in the Canary Islands, which is uh, you know, a Spanish set of islands just off the coast of Africa. So I think maybe we could forgive her for that, but it was beautiful to touch base with her. And we will be touching base with her uh, over the next few months in the lead up to the Volvo Ocean Race, which is just fantastic. She's promised to touch base with me. There are some fantastic stories that we, we chatted about off air for about an hour. So um, I know I need to get her back, including chatting about the structural damage that um, that they had uh, when they were, were heading back from uh, Newport back to their base. So um, they did have to detour given the, the search for the four guys that were unfortunately lost on, on that um, Beneteau ag- accident. Tragic, but, um, yeah, and, and my heart goes out to all of their families as well. I wanted to mention them. But um, it, given that they had to divert and they weren't able to go to Lisbon, which is where they were expected to go, they actually headed back to Lanzarote, which was very, very good news for them because there is something something structurally wrong with the actual design of the boat. So I think that the Volvo designers will be having a look at all of the boats, which is fantastic to hear. So um, we, we did chat about that off air. But um, what did I get up to today? Because I always like to keep you guys posted on what I've been doing. I was out on the harbour for a winter series race uh, from the CYCA. And, um, you know, given that last week we had so much action, you can listen to all of the past shows on my website at www.sunsetradio.co or if you want to catch up on more during the week, you can find Adventures of a Sailor Girl on Facebook. But uh, this is some very, very serious business that went down today. You'll just have to have a little bit of a listen. 
This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. We've just finished up our race on Zipia for the second week in a row, a lot quicker this time and less recording because I wasn't as distracted. We just pulled our M&Ms out of the Esky to have our after-race snack. And I'm sorry, Damo, how good are those M&Ms? Mouth-watering. <laughs> literally, literally mouth-watering. And Andrew Skipper, what do you have to say about these M&Ms? They're wet. Don't put M&Ms in the Esky ever again. Or if you do, I don't know, don't open them before you put them in. <laughs> I don't think they're open. It's something to do with how cold they are. There's a theory going around that psychometrically, <laughs> the, the temperature in the factory when they were packed was warmer than the temperature of the Esky. So if you know psychometric, you'll know that the water will come out of the, the air when the temperature reduces dramatically as it has done. QED, done, finished. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hashtag, you're a nerd. Sailor Girl signing off. That's my adventure for this week. Yes, I told you it was exceptionally serious business. What was a Sailor Girl to do when... <laughs> When she couldn't eat her M&Ms, it was really disgusting. It was like a melted, um, you know, rainbow paddle pot when you've got it there in your bowl. And I know that's that's not nearly as serious as everything else that we've had going on. But, um, you know, I, I've got to share what I'm up to as well. Incredible. You're listening to Sunset Radio, the sailor's radio station.